Hi, I'm Adriana Medina Kagan. Welcome to Bien Fuerte. It's time to speak. This podcast was created to connect our community to others who are interested in exercising not only their physical bodies, but their mind, spirit, and soul as well. Listen to life experiences, themes, and topics that have taught us how to shed those limiting beliefs. Get advice from fitness experts, clients, business owners, and other community members that have inspired us to embrace abundance and freedom in all departments of our lives. Be brave enough to borrow other people's courage until we find our own strength to blaze our own way in this life and know that you are not alone. Being fuerte or strong doesn't solely pertain to the physical body. It's about being strong in the mind, the spirit, and the soul, and cultivating that strength by growing and exercising it. First, in the quality of our relationships, the one with you being the most important, and then with others. Today, we are going to be talking about rites of passage. What are rites of passage, and why are they important, and why talk about them? The following podcast will be a conversation amongst friends where we talk about our upbringing and take on the rites of passage of changing our path of our lives and where we came from. A rite of passage is a ceremony or an event marking important stages in one's life, such as birth, marriage, and death. In the Mexican culture, we have a quinceañera, which traditionally marks a transition from adolescence to womanhood. But just think about it for a second now. You're only 15 years old. Times have changed. And for me, the quinceañera was blown way out of proportion. It was a party we could not afford. It didn't resonate with me at the time. Some countries have a mandatory military service at 18, a pilgrimage. Some Americans join the military and go through basic training. So a true rite of passage is an event that is physically, emotionally, and mentally taxing, where you are forced to dig deep, struggle, and even drop to your knees, possibly literally. It is an experience that changes your life. My rites of passage were moving out of my home at a young age, getting an education, the death of my brother, getting married, having a miscarriage, and experiencing motherhood. I've seen my clients go through their continual stages of life, such as childhood to adolescence, adolescence to becoming a man or a woman, leaving the house for the first time, finding a career, changing careers, single to married life, divorce, finding friendships at each of those stages. Imagine puberty and hormones and menopause. Good God. Retiring or becoming empty nesters. The unexpected illness, such as cancer, aneurysm, heart attacks and strokes. Losing a parent, a partner, or even a child. Anyone close to you. Rites of passage is a time to listen to our intuition and to look for the wisdom in our situation. It's a time to stop, pray, and meditate before we respond. If we don't have elders, 
than to be the elders of our time that discuss what are our responsibilities to ourselves and our communities. Taking on issues that go beyond our physical body and impact our spirit, our soul, like taking care of your inner child, being in touch with your higher self, and finding life's purpose. What does it mean to live a meaningful life? I read a book this summer that really helped me change my perspective. It's called The Shamanic Wisdom of the Hikol by Tom Soloway Pinkson, PhD. It describes his life living amongst the Hikol, the Native Americans, and the sacredness of their culture, and how they go through a pilgrimage led by a shaman to follow in the steps of their ancestors, where they open their hearts and they trust that they will find their path or heart path and seek courage and strength to walk in their path, as well as tend to the garden of their souls, their families, their communities, and of Mother Earth herself with tenderness, respect, and love. Rites of passage, or these stages, force you to pause and either will make you examine who you are, or you will simply block them and completely never really fully understand them and leave them to chance because that's what you were taught. But I challenge you to ask yourself these questions. How's my relationship with myself and all departments of my being? Do I have a meaningful relationship in my life? Do I have a friend I can go to, to let my guard down and be myself where I'm allowed to be vulnerable? Am I doing what I really want to do in life, my career and my hobbies? Am I proud of who I am and who I'm being? If not, it's okay. This is a time to start with small steps so that you don't get overwhelmed and quit. Let's start with forgiving ourselves for not noticing before what we know now and commit to taking care of ourselves, our bodies, our thoughts, our actions, our discipline, and our effort. These are the best places to start since you can control them. Maybe it's just getting quiet, journaling, going for a walk, and asking for help. Get clear on what kind of person you want to be today for yourself, one day at a time, one week at a time, but continually checking in. Consider this a time where I take a look at myself, I reflect and re-examine my life. We may have more time on our hands with this pandemic. Over the years, I've gone to church, studied the Bible, taken yoga and meditation classes. I've made efforts to connect to my spiritual side in some way. I've hired a trainer. I've read self-help books. I did weekend, weeks, six-month-long courses to update my thinking. If the internet and your computer or your car needs updating, imagine your thinking that you inherited from your parents in their generation, okay? I'm in a year-long chakra course right now. I'm learning about my body's different systems and where my stress or illness can originate from. I'm better understanding the Eastern world ancient practices and how they can really heal your soul. Trauma, stress related illnesses, 
and improve the quality of life. Because numbing out or looking for quick fixes didn't work. I know it takes work. I am a continual work in progress. And I'm constantly evolving through life. Do it with me. When we take that responsibility and the time to find the wisdom at those crucial moments, we find a spiritual platform and develop a foundation beyond the physical body. Doing that may be the answer to the external conflict that we are facing in today's world with racism and inequality. It starts with us by doing my unique part. No one could do that for me. I notice it with my clients. I want them to succeed more than they do, but it's their journey. It's their rite of passage they must go through. Their lesson to be learned. I know they can do it, and I know they will do it when they are ready. I just try to support them by eliminating excuses and help them see what is possible. Everyone must find their own way. Not everyone grows up with two parents. Speaking the same language starts on the same socioeconomical playing field or are educated or have parents that are educated. If we were lucky, we may have had at least one person who took an interest in us and encouraged us. For me, I had great sisters, teachers, and friends. I had a great social worker who helped me manage the responsibility that came with leaving my home at a young age my first rite of passage. It takes strength to see those stages and experiences as rites of passage, to maintain a curious heart, to grow or grow with the birthing pains of life and handle them with compassion and treat ourselves and others around us with respect. Consider these rites of passage as a way to find your own spiritual and moral compass to find your integrity, to teach you how much grit and resilience you have. This is a time to learn to stand up and be a descender. Can you stand up for your convictions through adversity and opposition? Our customary mindset about who we are and why we do things may even undermine our ability to have a say in the way things go from here. Think of your upbringing, family and cultural traditions, social norms. Can you see how they block you? We can affect change in these norms. Think about what we have done as a country. We've had a black president. Interracial marriage is accepted. And support for gay rights has gained mainstream media. We've moved the needle with who gets to vote and have a say. I think of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and what she accomplished in her life here and what Martin Luther King Jr. did in his short life. Imagine what we could do and what we can accomplish if every one of us took responsibility for our actions instead of reacting. You could create a rite of passage now. What do you want to do? It's for you. I know it's scary to stand up for yourself and to dig deep, but you have to make your own way through life, and it starts now. We are in a huge transition with COVID, so let's do something positive. Let's work on you. Let's work on me. 
Let's work on us because we are all facing different challenges. As parents, we have to be prepared to take the time and have those conversations with our kids and our young adults to discuss what it means to live our authentic self and our our meaningful life. How can we do that if we haven't experienced it ourselves? Let's teach our kids the things that took us time and effort to learn that we are all sacred beings, that we are all good enough, that we are all worthy and we belong. When we forget these basic truths, we dishonor ourselves and our lives and we cut ourselves off of our innate wisdom, the creativity, the happiness, and the potential for leading a fulfilling and meaningful life. Let's speak about opening up our hearts and trust that we will find our own life's path, heart's path, and seek courage and strength to walk in our path as we tend to the garden of our souls, our families, our communities, and Mother Earth herself with tenderness, respect, and love. I have to read you this quote from the shamanic wisdom of the Hiko because it has just really transformed my life. And I read it to so many of my clients. So here goes. What is the purpose of suffering? In truth, I cannot say for sure. It is a great mystery, like the elders say, why one person walks away from a wreck and another dies. Quien sabe? Who knows? Possibly the great mystery knows, but I do know this, how and what kind of response we create to the shit of our lives, the injustices, the wounds, the deprivations, and the suffering, determine to a significant degree what kind of life we will have. Ultimately, they are all nuercas, doorways, opportunities to travel inward, to examine our deepest belief as we witness what holds up to the assaults of the universe and what doesn't. Suffering, like all loss and all death, confronts us with the temporality of life in our bodies, and it pushes us to make conscious decisions about what we really value as important and what is worth basing a life on. Wounds tear us open. They take us to the core of our being. Who are you? They scream. What are you made of? What is life all about? Why are you here? What do you believe in? What can you depend on when the shit hits the fan? Is it all a delusion? A game of chance with no purpose? No meaning? Is selfishness and materialism the way to go? To live authentically, everyone must face and answer these questions themselves. Until this happens, you are not really fully living out who you are, but merely other people's answers and definitions of who you are and how you should be. Do we use the shit of our lives as fertilizers to help our flowers grow? Or do we suffocate in our reactive responses that keep us stuck in darkness? Great Spirit is waiting patiently for us to remember the ancient knowledge that we are all related. But to get there, we have to face, own, and transform our own personal darkness. 
And when we do this successfully, we return, as T.S. Eliot said, to the place of which we begun and know that it is for the first time. That's on page 139 and 140, if anybody wants to read it. These are the questions and responses and situations to contemplate for now. It took me 33 years on a solo nature quest 10 years ago where I spent 24 hours alone, where I realized that I had to forgive myself for my past and the decisions I made. That I couldn't do anything about my past and what happened to me as a child. I could only begin to live who I was meant to be with all the bullshit excuses that I was using. Our next conversation will be amongst friends discussing different ways of defining ourselves and the world that we live in through rites of passage. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Bien Fuerte Mi Gente. We would so appreciate it if you would write a review on whatever podcast platform you are using so that we can get the word out. And please, if you find a podcast episode useful, share with a friend. Bien Fuerte is powered by my company, Fuerte Fitness at FuerteFitness.com. Connect with us on all of our social media at Fuerte Fitness. Let us know what you want to hear more in depth of competition, nutrition, workouts, or how to find a balance. We will be interviewing gym owners, trainers, coaches, clients, friends, and many others in our industry. Connect with us at Fuerte Fitness on Instagram or on our website. Gracias y adiós. <laughs>